Hey guys, welcome back to Working Comic Podcast. This is Austin Nasso with episode 24 featuring Brent Pella. Brent is a, an old friend of mine from the improv space in Westwood. When I used to go to UCLA, I'd always bump into him, and I love his character work. His stand-up is so funny, and he's really killing it now. So this is a really cool convo. We talk about uh, NACA college stuff and how he got involved with that. Doing your first hour um, comedy and health, where do you put characters in comedy, UCB and Groundlings Improv, and the making of a stand-up cartoon, like the OG Dane Cook-style videos. So this is a really fun interview, uh, Brent's a really cool guy, and enjoy, thank you. Brent is an LA-based stand-up comic, a character actor, and improviser. He graduated from both UCB and Groundlings, graced many NACA showcases and college shows, and has a viral animated uh, stand-up comedy videos uh, that have garnered millions of views online and a really cool YouTube channel. Does that, did I cover you? Yeah, that was really cool. Thanks, man. That, that was... all makes me sound so cool, I think. You do a lot of really cool things, man. Thanks, dude. Glad to see you again in person. Yeah, it's been a while. You've been up in Washington. I've been in Seattle. Yeah. Seattling. Seattling. It's cool to see you Los Angeling again. Yeah, I miss Los Angeling. Yeah. Sorry, I did adjust your gain. Yeah. I, I'm scared. I don't know. I, I, I saw the loud. levels. <laughs> the levels are going off the charts. <laughs> so, yeah, when was the last time I saw you? Probably like... A year ago? Yeah, probably a year, year and a half at the improv space. At the space. improv space? Yeah. The humble beginnings. Yeah, man. That place is fun. That's a I fun... love the improv space. Yeah. I, think, I miss it. I think a lot of people are going to look back, you know, years from now and say, we had some pretty good times I have, at the improv space. I have a mailbox where you, I think you signed it actually, uh, from 2014. And uh, a bunch of people from the improv space signed it. And oh, I, that's cool. I kept it because I thought everyone's going to be famous. Nice. Some, so I still have some it. I think I can show you your signature song. Go to the improv space if you're listening to it's this. It's cool. I went to an open, uh, the first open mic when I, uh, since I was ba- been back in LA on Monday, mm-hmm. and um, there were five people, and um, but even five people in there sometimes is really cool. Yeah, because that's a like a lot for tiny little box. Yeah, that five people laughing at the same time makes you feel amazing. That's so the, true. The, you know. Yeah, if they yeah. laugh at the same time, it's kind of like they're all like it's in sync. Like yeah, it's, it's like a perfect trampoline. Yeah, bounce. Yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they didn't laugh at my set. <laughs> well, in that case, it felt like a terrible. There was a an, at the punchline, an ambulance did go by, so there was some oh, reaction. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's usually. I mean, that's another reason why I like it is because it's such a good training ground for being heckled by sirens. Yeah, it really is. Like, if you're ever going to be, like, in a situation where you're heckled by, like, a fire truck. Right. Like, it's really You'll helpful. know what to do because yeah. of the improv space. Yeah, so yeah. I remember that. And I miss <laughs> that. But it's cool. Um, so what have you been up to as of late? Yeah. Is that a term that people use? Yeah, man. Since you last saw me. Um, well, the main thing I've been doing for the past couple of years is getting more and more into these uh, college shows. So just trying to go on the road as much as I can for college shows and, and club spots and indie shows. You know, I, lo- I love traveling. So um, it's never been like an annoyance for me to pack a bag and jump in my car and drive a couple hours. That's so cool. To do some shows. Yeah. So you'll mostly drive to these gigs. They're all like 
driving distance kind of things? Uh, no, the college shows that I've done are all flying shows. But I do go, I live in LA and I, I go to San Diego a lot. So I'll drive down there. I go to um, Sacramento a lot, San Francisco, and those are all driving trips. Um, Arizona, some spots in Arizona I've driven to a lot. Uh, and uh, it's fun, man. You know, some, some people don't really like to travel that much, which is fine, you know, to each his own. But I love, I love getting out and, and, being in a different place yeah it's cool you do a lot of posts when you travel yeah they're fun no thanks dude yeah, yeah. it's it's cool because you know you're in i'm in a different spot with brand new people that i've never seen before and i get to experience like a different part of the world even if it's just some weird spot in between la and san diego it's still like okay i've never been here before so now i get to like inject myself into this part of the country. Do you usually travel with uh, friends or do you do it alone? Uh, it's mostly alone. Of most, like 90% of road stuff I've done has been alone. Sometimes, really? yeah, sometimes I'll go with, because the colleges book me solo. Actually, I've, I've traveled with uh, Morgan J, my, my good buddy that you know. We've done a couple college gigs together and that's, oh, that's really cool. Fun. Yeah. So, how is that traveling alone? Is that, is that difficult at all? Or you like to meet people on the way? It's, uh, you know, what's funny about traveling is, so do you, have you ever heard of the band five seconds of summer? Yeah. So they're like a boy band, rock bands. They're Australian. People called them like the young blink 182 of pop rock or whatever. My sister, who's a teenager used to absolutely love them. Right. Yeah. And a couple years ago, I got offered uh, a PA job when I was doing a lot of PA work, I got, which is production assistant. Yeah. I got offered a PA job on one of their music videos. Wow. So I got on uh, set and I was watching them and I met the lead singer who at the time was like some 19 year old kid from Australia, you know, and my sit, but my sister like loved him, like love, love, love. She had posters of him on her walls and everything. That's so funny. So I went up to him during a break and I said like, Hey, what's up, man? Like my sister loves you. You know, can I get a photo with you just to send to her? And he was super cool about it. And then we started talking and I was asking him about the road because I has, I hadn't really, I was, I was still pretty young into getting on stage. And, and when and was this? This was maybe three years ago. Okay. Um, so I was just starting to go out on the road a little bit. And here is like an international superstar, right? This kid. And so I said, hey, man, you know, I do comedy and, and I'm going to start going on the road more and, and, and doing a lot of road shows. You guys travel all over the place. What, uh, like, what, do you have any advice for traveling? Like, what's it like for you guys traveling so much? Because I'm going to be doing that soon. And he said, well, mate, uh, you know, I travel with my best friends. You're going to be traveling alone. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> you're right. I, I, I didn't even realize it until then. I was like, oh, man, you're right. So you guys get to, like, have fun and be together and play Scrabble or whatever. And But what am I going to do? Um, so that was the point where I realized, okay, well, I better, you know, enjoy being by myself because that's probably going to happen a lot. So now when I'm traveling alone, it's 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 cool because I do like being by myself. And I like meeting other people. So even even though I don't have bandmates to hang out with on the road it's still fun if, if if you just you know kind of force yourself to get out of the hotel room or out of the weird airbnb you're staying you can see and do some cool stuff 
That's cool. Yeah. So it's cool that you kind of decided that you're going to go like have fun anyway. Yeah. 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 Even though that was a really sad prognosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, you're alone. Yeah, it sucks. He was like, yeah, it's going to be very different for you. Very uh, sad. I have a great lonely. time because I'm with my best friends. And I'm an international star. I'm an international sexy sex symbol at age 19. Yeah. Um, I didn't know he's so young. He was, yeah. They were, they were young. He's like 22 now? Yeah, I think they're um, early 20s now. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they were even a new band. I just assumed they were like amongst... Blink-182. Well, at the time, stuff. they were, like, popping off. I think they opened for One Direction. I know way too much about this. Really? Because of my sister. Don't they sing that yeah. song? It's like, you look so perfect standing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah dude. It's a good song. <laughs> it's all the same. Those The lyrics, just like, I was in my bedroom thinking of you, you know? <laughs> thinking about you, thinking about you <laughs> yeah. all my life. Yeah. Wait, Rob and I, my roommate, uh, uh-huh. who went to recede uh, in the other room, we wrote a, a punk rock song. Wait, I think you I did. Had, yeah, that's well, hilarious. It's um, we wrote it like a few years ago, but I do it as Derek two thousand. Oh, Let me see funny. if I can find it. I actually. Do you play music? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I so I could sing at, in pop, pop punk. Yeah, I feel like. Um, let me see if, it can, if it's here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I went to school on a Monday morning. (laughs) Everything seems all right today for once. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. With you. First period sucks like the rest of the world. I wish I had a car and a dad. All right. Oh, yeah. You're cute. I stare at her from across the room, feel bad about myself, always, right now, sometimes, <laughs> say yes. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. catch my dad and tell him not to go, to go, to, so that was That's great, you got like a Sum 41 vibe, <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious. Rob's laughing because he helped write it <laughs> when we were sophomores. That's awesome. Um, I do want to perform that. You should. Like, I really do. Absolutely. I'm not into music, but I want to um, definitely. I So on my girlfriend's birthday, I made a pop punk band called Shrek 182. And uh, we just performed Blink songs and some 41 songs. But I feel like it would be really funny to do like stupid fake songs like that. Yeah. And just have a band. Yeah, you should. Make a comedy music video out of it. It'd be so so funny. Yeah. I'm inspired, and I'm like, lately I'm seeing all my like really talented friends like Avalon, you know Avalon, no Penrose, uh, uh maybe maybe I don't know. She's really talented, and she's making a comedy album, and it made me like a music album. I'm so inspired now. Cool. Then another like musician friends coming out with a single. It's just like everyone's doing such cool everybody's things. Everybody's making You're stuff. Traveling the world, doing NACA yeah. and doing your characters and getting millions of hits. I'm just like I want to do something really cool now. Do it, dude. Do it. Now's the time. There's never been a better time to make stuff. I know. Than now. Yeah. Here and now. Here and now, bro. Yeah, man. So what else? So you're doing the college shows. Mm -hmm. How did you decide that you want to do college shows? Why college? Uh, because that's the best place to you. You get on stage for a long period of time. You know, I'm doing an hour to an hour fifteen. Really? Whoa. You're in front of. I'm in. For me personally, it might be different for other people. But the, the best thing for me about doing a college show 
is, you know, performing in front of the demographic of people that I want to be supporting me for the rest of my career. So I get to meet people that are uh, going to be co- the demographic that are going to, if they like me now, they can follow me and buy tickets to my movies and watch TV shows or whatever I end up doing in the next years or decades or whatever. Uh, I get to meet them now and I get to have like a build a relationship now with that, with the young generation that I'm still kind of a part of because I'm not that far removed from college. I didn't graduate that long ago. Yeah. So um, that's, that's what I love about the college shows is being able to go up for a long period of time um, because I absolutely love being on stage and to be able to perform in front of the type of people that I want to perform in front of. That's so cool. So your strategy is just try to engage them now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you do? You just... Do you mention like, hey, follow me? Yeah, well, I give out uh, <laughs> I, I give out stickers of my face after shows. Have you seen those? I think I have. Yeah, they're it, it's it's really fun. it's a good time. Um, so I give those out, and then I used to do an email list, but um, college, that would have worked maybe for five, people ten, 10 years, years ago. ago yeah. You know, Kevin Hart blew up because he kept an email list for like years and years and years. It's like people don't even Dane Cook look at emails thing. now. But yeah, now it's Instagram. It's all Instagram. And Twitter sometimes, but for... Mostly Instagram? For that generation, it's all Instagram, yeah. So not even Facebook, gonna, right? Yeah, not even Facebook. I don't get how that works. So I'm like Facebook generation, I feel like. And yeah, I think so am I. You're like at the cusp of Facebook and almost email, right? Because yeah. you guys email each other. Well, email. Do for you me and your friends email business. each other? Business for business stuff. Like you and your friends. Just like, to say hi. No. Like, would you like? <laughs> That's so weird. I'd be like, what? You, Tyler. If, if well, I got an email you, from Tyler, that like my best friend from high school, and he just said like, "Hey man, what's going on?" <laughs> Hyphen Tyler on uh, on an email. I'd be like, "Hey dude, you're gonna murder me." Yeah. What? Why are you emailing me, you psycho? Well, when would you email friends? I don't email friends. You don't. I I know some people only, your age email friends. That's I've weird. Heard, I thought that's weird. No, I've, I don't like think some so. adult. Maybe it might be a little farther up the chain. I think adults. Yeah, like my mom emails her parents. Maybe it's like thirty-five plus are emailing yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, hey, me, it's Facebook. Just checking in. Yeah, for me, it's Facebook and and Instagram. How does, like, I don't get like, Instagram has such a subset of features of Facebook, so I just truly don't understand how you can do everything on Instagram instead of Facebook. Like, how can you have, you can't have events on fa- Instagram. Like, you can't, like, how do you, what do you do? Like, you post to- your story and, you know, the algorithm on Instagram is so weird. It's so crazy. I mean, you can make a post and no one will see it. I really feel like I'm, like, outdated. Like, because I don't, I don't get it. So, like, if you make a, and maybe this is literally for no one listening to the podcast except me now but when you um post your story only your friends can see it right no everybody can see it on instagram yeah if your instagram profile is public then anybody so does do these stories go somewhere else besides just when you click your head and that's it that's it yeah but you can save you can do like uh highlights now Uh uh-huh i did that yeah they have the highlights. i have one like an awkward engineering event yeah. And I had a man dancing. So I, have a, I have a couple of those, but you can't make events. Instagram is more like, for me, it's, it's, um, 
I'll post dates for shows uh-huh. in my story and then like, you know, cool pictures in my feed. Do you constantly keep your story like with things? So you're like, yeah, I'm living a cool life. Not constantly. Life. No, I can't do that. I, it's too much. I don't want to be. I kind of want to outsource a cool life. Yeah. Like if I can just delegate someone else to have a really cool life and well, just do, post you, it, Do that'd you follow be great. Will Smith on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Will Smith has the coolest Instagram. He has somebody follow him around every day. And just like for that, his videos. Yeah, he's the he has the coolest Instagram. Um, yeah, so if I could he's just traveling that, the world. Yeah, if I could afford that, I'd do it. But no, I don't. I don't. And it's crazy that I he's like he's like what like probably fifty one. Yeah, two. Yeah, he's up there. And he's like very cool. Very cool. He's like way cooler than he's anyone so cool. I know. Yeah, he's cool. Him and The Rock are like the two coolest people. And they're all they're like middle aged. Yeah, they're like redefining. Right. Cool. They're redefining cool dads. They were really cool. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's awesome. So yeah. do you do you have a lot of followers on Insta? A lot uh, of followers? I don't know. Some people, it depends. I don't know how, how I to guess, find I mean, how many? Uh, yeah, 2,400. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's, you know. Fans mostly? Or friends? or I think people that have been to shows mostly. Um, that's cool. You know, it's the thing with Instagram is like, part of me feels like, it's dangerous because because you're never satisfied. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always want more. You always want more, more, more. I yeah. want more. Uh, so I just kind of you know I don't have any expectations for Instagram. It'll keep growing as I keep traveling and performing. And you know somebody could have um, a video get 10 million hits and then all of a sudden their yeah they have a hundred thousand followers explodes. Yeah, so. Uh, and vice versa, somebody could get 10 million hits and have nothing happen. Can so, videos get a lot of views on Instagram just by posting to your own account? Are they put in a, some feed somewhere? If you, I think if you add like a hashtag, uh, then they're in. You have to search for them, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't get. I don't, I don't get, get how things go viral on Instagram. No idea. It's just like really puzzling because people yeah. can't share. Yeah. Like to share it, you literally have to probably get an app, like those weird like random repost apps. Right. And then it'll be like reposted with because they just like download the video right. from the app. Yeah. But there's not an official way to share it. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's so confusing to me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have, I'm friends with um, Julius Dean, who has like 15 million Facebook followers. And he's always like, mate, like, I need, like, I need more views. I'm not getting enough. I'm like, what do you leave? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Never satisfied. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. The college shows are really cool and it's crazy yeah. that you're, I mean, it's not crazy. It's, uh, it's awesome that you're headlining and again, oh, doing an hour, an hour 15. That's yeah, so cool. it's really fun. It's really cool. Um, you know, when I first, when I first started, it was, it was daunting for sure. I think for anybody it would be daunting to go from doing, you know, 20 minute feature spots at clubs to an hour. But, uh, it's cool, and I think the college scene is definitely. I think there are some types of comedians that would thrive more in the college scene than others, um, at least from what I've seen. Uh, but it is really cool to be able to go through and do like an hour on stage and, and work through new stuff and and bring back old stuff and test out you know some type of full set was your first college gig an hour yeah yeah it was. did you have an hour a tight hour no, no no not at all i mean i had an hour worth of material but was it tight no it's still not tight 
you know, if it, what if if my def, my personal definition of a tight hour is you can get on stage and you go word for word, you know what's going to happen and how it's going to go for the entire hour without crowd work, without messing up, and it's funny the whole time, and you know brick by brick how you're going to lay down that wall. Um, for me, right now, it's more like I have these different chunks these like okay, uh-huh. i got a 10 minute a 20 minute chunk a five minute chunk 15 minute chunk how am i going to tetris these things together to create this hour so it's definitely not tight and they're like different topics with like bits that are part of the topic yeah different topics some bits are completely random and silly you know because I, I like to have fun the stage is to me the stage is just a, it's a blank canvas you can do whatever you want so i'm still testing out random stuff on stage especially when i have an hour-long show um, and you can kind of go with the current and the flow of the show. The first time I did an hour at a college, it was not tight <laughs> at all. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't. It was so loose, dude. It was so loose because I just had like I had an hour's worth of bits. You know what I mean? Um, so I had to figure out how to. Transition, so you're saying like things around. here and there, kind of. Yeah, I I, um, I tried to give it some type of flow where. You know, I, I, I tried to build it as like a three act, like in three acts. So act one, I was just going to talk about myself. Act two, I was going to talk about uh, story, random stories and things that I've seen and observational stuff. And then act three, I was going to talk about relationships and love. Um, and so I did it. That, that's how I structured it the first time. So I still kind of go by that uh, structure sometimes, but sometimes I play with it. And um, that's what's worked. That's cool. Were you yeah. worried about having to do an hour the first time? Like worried that I was that your first hour ever? Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. Daniel Webster College in New Hampshire? Wow, which doesn't exist anymore. R.I.P. Daniel Webster. It college. doesn't exist. Yeah. They, How does a college they, cease uh, to exist? They, they, they went know, out of right? business. It, it, it was like a private school or like a non-profit school or something, and they lost funding. Wow. I don't know. There was something going on that they couldn't afford to be open anymore wow yeah that's why so were you nervous about it um i was more excited than nervous i was i had some nerves but it was that's cool you had the excitement yeah it was more exciting than anything so i was like all right this is what you know this is what comedians do do for since i first stepped foot on stage i wanted to be paid to fly across the country and perform for college kids and oh my god i'm doing it and then i did the show and it was great there were maybe 40 people in this 500 seat theater but uh it was like freezing and snowing outside um and but all 40 people stayed and then i did like photos they took photos with me after and it was one of the first times i had taken pictures with people and um then the uh, uh, student activities board leader, the, the person who works for the school, the person that booked me, she came up and she was like, hey, that was great. That was so fun. Thank you so much for coming out. She handed me an envelope, took the envelope, went out to my rental car in the parking lot as it's like, you know, a blizzard of snow coming down. And I opened the envelope and I looked at my paycheck and I just like got all teary eyed in the car. So I was like, wow. That's amazing. This is the first time I've been paid a significant amount of money to perform. That's insane. Um, and it was really, really cool. Yeah, it was a cool moment. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Congrats. Thanks, dude. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, so now I'm doing that more. That's awesome. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I want to like open for you. Be a little jester or something. That's so, that's awesome. I, I really admire that because I, I really want to do college shows. And I think that's so cool that you're doing it. Yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, you know, anybody that feels ready to do a college show, it's, try to go for it. You know, it, it is an hour. You, you have an hour on stage and, and they. But they have like feature spots too, right? No. They don't? No. There's not like 15, 20 minute people? No, it's me. Yeah. They don't also hire, like NACA doesn't do that? Nah. <laughs> no. Really? I yeah, talked man. to someone else and she's like, yeah, you can do it as a feature, but maybe she's misinformed. Mm. No, I've She might never, be misinformed. Of the schools I've done, only one school booked multiple comedians. And that oh, was me and they want uh, an Jen Cobra. So I opened for Jen. I did 25 minutes, and then Jen went up and did an hour. And now they purposefully booked two so that they could structure. I would feel comfortable doing 25 minutes. Yeah, so if you you, you feel comfortable doing an hour, then you try to go through NACA. Yeah, because my my jokes resonate super well because I'm a young college man. I mean, I only did shows at colleges because I was doing – I mean, college, that's all I did. Yeah. So that's where I feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But damn, an hour is a lot. I mean, it is. Yeah, it is a lot. That's intimidating. I mean, for me, like the most I've done is like forty-five minutes, and it was really loose. Yeah. So, I, and there's also no rush. You know what I mean? Because the longer you wait, the better you get. I'm scared that I'm gonna wait too long and then be out of touch with the college kids. Well, if, if that happens, then that just means you'll be in touch with a completely different audience and maybe an opportunity will arise for you in a different realm that you hadn't even thought of. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? The college kids that grew up are now. Right. Yeah. My people. Yeah. There's no the rushing. Uh, I don't think uh, I've learned to kind of embrace patience when it comes to those types of opportunities. That's um, cool. I have a friend who's like super anxious right now and stressed out. Uh, cause he has to take a, a break from doing comedy and just for like health reasons and stressing him out. He's constantly comparing himself and yeah, that's, it's so that's toxic poison. and it's so poisonous. Yeah. Comparing yourself is, you might as well just be drinking poison, man. Like what's the, like what kind of advice would you give to someone who like literally for their just like health has to not do comedy like for now, like they're like mental health stuff. Like you, you just need like, and you can't do it, but because you make it so toxic. What when, advice would I give to somebody yeah, like, who has to step away? They have to step like, for example, my friend has to step away right now because he's going through some like anxiety and depression yeah. kind of stuff. And he associates really strong negative things with like being around that because he's compa- constantly comparing himself. And it's just like, it's gotten to a point where it's like, kind of bad, really bad for his health well if he's gonna step away my my first off i'm nobody to be giving advice because i'm still i'm nowhere near like you know some professional advice giver or therapist so if you're listening to this hey don't sue me for malpractice because <laughs> i have no idea what i'm talking you're not about. practicing um, that yeah so you know I, I don't think of myself as as some type of guru or uh, knower of 
truths. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, but, I guess this is your opinion. Yeah, if I, if I had a friend that was stepping away from comedy for, like, their own mental health, my advice would be to meditate, dude. Meditate daily and treat your body right. Um, eat good food. Don't eat shitty food. Eat good food. Uh, try to travel a little bit and just open your mind up to different things and go just try try to change your entire outlook on life in a couple ways. The, to me, there's three main um, areas of, of, of health that can really help you succeed at, at whatever you want to do. There's, there's, there's um, your physical health, your mental health, which includes emotional, and your uh, spiritual health. So if your mental your physical and your spiritual are all buzzing at the same level, then you're going to be clicking. You're going to be firing on all cylinders. But if one of those starts to slip, then it's just going to bring the other ones down and you're going to be kind of out of balance a little bit. Totally. Um, so it's, it's, it's not just mental health that you should be focusing on. If, if you think your mental health is a problem, uh, then yeah, for sure, try to develop some strategies to boost your mental health, but at the same time, don't neglect your physical health and your spiritual health. Because to me, and again, this is my own advice, uh, it's, and it's what, what's worked for me, so maybe it'll work for somebody else. Um, as soon as one thing starts to slip, other things start to slip. So your, your spiritual health, try to meditate more. Try to practice, have like a gratitude uh, mantra or, or like a gratitude um What's it called? Affirmation. Mm-hmm. Say, say, write down five things that you're grateful for every day as soon as you wake up. Um, it could be the same thing day to day. It could be different things every once in a while. Try to try to do these practices that will make you take on a more positive mental attitude. Uh, physical, eat eat right. Don't be eating processed foods and shitty foods, fast food, sugar. Uh, don't do any of that. You know, drugs unless they're you know, mushrooms or something spiritual <laughs> that can help you uh, kind of tick on a, on, a, on a better level. Um, and, uh, you know, try to, try to, what did I just say? I said, sp- you said spiritual. spiritual oh, yeah. The... What am I talking about now? Physical, physical. Yeah. So your physical, your physical uh, health, your physical well-being, eat right, exercise. Dude, one, one thing that helps me operate at a high level is just exercising. I exercise all the time. I try to work out daily. I eat really well. And, and just that alone can help me perform better on stage that night. That alone is just as uh, helpful to me as writing. Um, <laughs> bless you, dude. Thanks. And then... <laughs> bless you, bro. Oh, my goodness. I'm dying. And then uh, that that's your spiritual. That's your physical. And then your mental health is is just focusing on yourself. Just taking the time to focus on yourself instead of focusing on other people. Just say, okay, what am I doing today? What do I want to accomplish today? What did I do this week that I'm proud of? Um, so that's the advice I would give to somebody that's that's having any issues in any of those areas. And if, uh, if my friend felt like they're leaving something behind because they really love doing comedy or... or if they had to stop playing basketball because it was just causing too much stress, it's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Um, 
so you know it, it is good sometimes to take a break and then come back when you're feeling a little bit stronger and more confident that's cool i like that i really yeah. like your uh, philosophy on health i have a mine's pretty similar like uh with i love like the physical that's like your main like that's i feel like when i think of health i think of like physical is like the foundation right yeah. like unless you're like eating well and kind of exercising like that's going to fuel your thoughts and it has like there's a feedback cycle with your mental well-being and your physical yeah. vitality and then i like to think about like uh mentally just like not in terms of like the actual like nutrients you're taking in but like your belief systems and your like thought patterns like that and like what are your limiting beliefs that you don't even realize that you have yeah and just uh reinforcing those kind of uh like breaking through those kind of limiting beliefs and then mm -hmm. like the physiology of you can just kind of like move around also like yeah and just change your state in that moment that'll also just change you yeah like you can just start like jumping up and down dude change the way your blood flows will change the way you think for the rest of the day it's crazy you do a handstand against the wall for two minutes the rest of your day will be completely different it's so weird i, yeah. I used to read a lot of the tony robbins books yeah He's like, wow, you know, just change your state. Get up there and say, ah, wow, come on. He's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> do you ever listen to him? Yeah, yeah, I love to. Did you see I'm Not Your Guru? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> he's, great. He's out there. In the, he is out there. He's cool. Um, huh. <laughs> I thought it was funny where he's like, all right, I want you to call your boyfriend up right now, and I want you to break up with him on the spot. Break yeah, up. yeah. Do it right now. Wow, come on. Come on, just tell him you hate him. Tell, tell him you hate him. Call him up. Yeah, say hi. Yeah. You ever feel sad for I know I have. Say hi. Uh, Tony is my first little self-help book I read. Nice. He's he's great. Yeah, he's good. Um, okay, we can change gears to comedy stuff again. But, yeah, um, no, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so you do a lot of character yeah. stuff. I love your character stuff. Oh, thanks, dude. I think character is my favorite thing to do as well. So yeah, you got some good ones too. I remember Dr. Magic. Thank you. How you doing, Dr. Magic? Oh, shit. You got a small dick. Oh, shit. There he is. It's Dr. You got Magic. got a girlfriend. She got a small dick too. That's 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 his signature bit. Um, I, yeah, I, I love doing that stuff, and I'm trying yeah. to like figure out how to balance that, like find out where characters live, and sure. like, do I do them in my stand up? Do I like? I obviously you can do it in improv. Uh, turn it into like digital. Like I don't even know what. Like is, like where do I? Where do um, you go with characters? Yeah, you know, there's sometimes I'll, I'll write a character up. And I have no place to do it because it's just like a standalone piece. It won't work for a video. It won't work in stand-up. So I'll just do it on stage as many times as I can. Um, but most of what I, most of the solo character stuff I've done can be made into some type of like sketch video. Yeah. Or infomercial or whatever. So uh, if I really like a character, I've made it into a video. Um but yeah, you can do uh, with stand up. You can weave your characters in, and it's not always like it's not always like the character itself. Like for example, I, I have um, this this kid, space force guy that yeah. I made, right? And he's like this dumb dude that thinks Donald Trump space force is like the next big thing. So he's got his lightsaber and a helmet and a cape, and he's an idiot, right? So. The the character, yeah, is a space force guy, but the essence of that character, this this like dim witted dude that 
thinks he's a superhero or thinks he's this dim-witted dude that thinks he's more important than he actually is. That essence of character can be woven into stand-up at any point, anywhere it fits. Like if I'm telling a stand-up story about, I don't know, meeting some dude at an Olive Garden, maybe that dude at the Olive Garden is this same character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not the Space Force guy, but a dim-witted dude that thinks he's more important than so he really is. like the game of the character? Yes, the game of the character, yeah. So it's not always about like trying to bring uh, – Sam Jameson, the cocky flight attendant. You can't just bring that flight attendant guy into a stand-up bit, but you can bring the essence of his character into a story that you're telling. And then, so that's kind of how I've kept them interwoven. I I I weave in characters to stand up. Um, and you'll do act outs as those people. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I mean. I assume I'm assuming that you like consider characters one of your like strong suits, right? In comedy, I think so. I, I love yeah. doing them. Yeah, it's really fun. I, so, it, do you ever like have an urge to be like want to do more of it in your stand up, or yeah. do you like keep it separate? Like, no, I'm just trying I, to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I test sometimes bringing in a character as a joke, you know, and and trying to build a bit around a character, um, and vice versa. I've, I've told a joke on stage and done the act out and then thought, oh, okay, well that really works. Maybe I should take the character from that act out and make him into a proper character in his own world. Uh, so it really just depends on, on who the character is and, and what you want to do with them. Cause you can make, you, you can take a character from an act out and create a standalone sketch about that character, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it just depends on kind of what you want to do with each character yeah like i was just trying to see if there was some like feasible way beyond i mean it seems like act outs are the main way to do it to mm -hmm. include characters have you seen your... jim carrey's stand-up mm -hmm. you ever seen his stuff he, he has a special called um oh what's it called uh, unnatural act yeah jim carrey's unnatural act is that where he does I the canadian that, thing what it's called yeah, it's where he does the Canadian thing. Uh, yeah, Canada. It was a cold and hostile wasteland. Yeah. Uh, and he's in that that insane polo shirt. Um, so you see all the characters he, do, he does. They're all act-outs. Nothing is like... He never says, okay, guys, and uh, this is the 10-year-old uh, boy that loves beef jerky and then goes into the character. He doesn't do that. He weaves them into his stories and his jokes and his bits. So that's kind of more what I do. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to watch your stand up and his. Yeah. Uh, watch, watch Unnatural act. It's, he does it really well. Watch it. I've, I've seen it like a hundred times. Really? Yeah. It's great. Do you see the trailer for his new Kidding? Uh, show coming out? Yeah. yeah looks it looks crazy. Cool. Yeah. That looks so cool. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited yeah. for that. Yeah. It'll be great. Okay, that was just random. Uh, yeah. But so you've done uh, UCB and Groundlings, mm -hmm. right? So did you do you did all the levels in those schools? I did. UCB has four levels in their main improv program, so I did all four levels of UCB, and then I started doing Groundlings because I heard that Groundlings was a little more character oriented. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, like I just or like I'm just I'm in 401. At UCB? It, yeah, I've done it before, but like there were no other classes, so I just figured I'd take it because I haven't done it in like a year. Yeah, take it again. Yeah, and then, but I'm hearing more and more about doing groundlings because I like characters. 
Yeah. So then you should. Yeah. What was that? What were those experiences like? Um, I love. I loved both. Both were great. Groundlings and UCB are, are two different schools of thought when it comes to improv as it's related to sketch and improv alone as a performance art. But Groundlings is a is kind of a whole different world because every time you step on stage, you're not yourself and you're not the character that you just were in the previous scene. You know, you're a, you're a completely different person. So that was really cool because it kind of pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and, and find the things that I'm good at character-wise and acting-wise. And it really makes you a better actor too. And you're talking about Groundlings I'm now? talking about Groundlings, yeah. Um, and UCB does a bunch of great things and I love UCB too. But uh, Groundlings was, I did the first level, then the second level I took twice, and then the third level I took twice, and then I got passed through. So you have to get passed through and you can only take each level two times. Really? Yeah, so if you, if you so don't So did you not it, get past this? No, I did. Yeah, so I passed the first level, and then the second level, they wanted me to take it again, so I took it again. Really? And you're good? Yeah. So and then the third... That intimidates me. Well, it's it's just because I think they want people to really get it. They want people to really get their style. I'm scared I'm that I'm going to mess up, to be honest. Twice. I think most people take at least one or two classes But twice. if you take it a class twice, they're like, you're going to have to do a different school. Sorry. If you pass through level two, let's say you pass... Let's say you pass level two and now you're in level three and they say, hey, we want you to take level three again. So you take level three a second time and they say, hey, we're not going to pass you. You're done. You're done. That's it. You no more groundlings. No more groundlings. Um, like you just don't belong like, here pretty much. No, it's more like you don't get our style and it's not right for you, even though you're a wonderful performer and a wonderful person. But this might not be the path for you, I think. You sound like you've told someone that. No, no, no. But I, I feel like that's kind of the vibe of. Did you get past level three? Yeah. So I, I passed level three, and I took writing lab, and I and you can only take that once. So I passed writing lab. Dude, this is really scary. You have like one or two lives, and you just gotta like be on your game. Yeah, but you don't think of it like that, because if you do, that's that's your that's your end. If you think of it like that, I know I have to, I can't think you, you of it. You gotta like just that. be, you gotta be in the moment and be like, all right, I'm going to do this scene in a fucking chicken farm or whatever. Yeah, I get so ner- Like when there's stakes like that, I'm so bad at any stakes. Like I just can't, I'm so bad. Like, there, but there are no stakes. You can't, not can't even stakes. think like, I didn't think like that the whole time through. I was really? like, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good just at this. It. This is fun. The, the, I wasn't. I, the word that stakes didn't come to your mind. mind. No. Okay. Um, so just get that out of your mind. Yeah. You just go through it. You just do it. Uh, and don't even think about passing your What's the first I mean, thing you do, the first level? You go to the – they have an audition, um, and I think that's just to weed out, like, the really weird people. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know, some people – this is what I've heard. This is this is not my words, but some people are really weird that go to those auditions. They're like – Really? That specifically yeah. go to those auditions? Yeah, because, like, they're just, like, not – they're there, and they make, like – crazy dick jokes and they're just really they want to see people that have at least a little bit of experience so it's like bare minimum audition like, bare minimum yeah 99 i would assume that 99 percent of people pass the audition and are allowed to take level one okay yeah and then level one gives you the basics of how they teach level two is more of a dive into character level three is more of a dive into 
sketch and relationships and stuff like that. That's cool. See, I'd be scared to do my Dr. Magic in the audition because if they don't get me. Oh, you me, can't. No, it's improv. Oh, okay. It's all improv. So don't do that. Yeah, no, the, the audition, you you improvise. Every, and even in class, you improvise. Just everything. like a long form improv scene? Short form. Okay, like games. Yeah, yeah games. Games, exercises, drills to, sh- to show whether or not you can grasp the concept. So Groundlings is it an improv class, right? It's improv, yeah. right? Yeah. So... And then as you move through the program, you start getting into their sketch philosophy, which is that you use improv to create sketch. That's like Second City, right? I think Second City does a similar thing. I've that's never, interesting. It's interesting how a UCB is like, you're doing improv to get better at improv. But yeah, yeah but UC, UCB is does like, a we're similar. Change, we're changing. Like you started improv and then you're sketch. And then you go through to sketch. But yeah. Like UCB yeah. has improv and then they have sketch. I mean, like they're parallel tracks and they're related, but they it's like they keep them, uh, yeah, at least in the training, it's separate. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is separate. That's cool. So Groundlings is like you're going to evolve from improv to sketch. Yeah, but you're going to stay a very strong improviser. Yes. You know, because um, the main company shows that's what they do is improv. Uh-huh. There's only one regular sketch show, I believe. I might be mistaken. Somebody out there is like, no, you're saying it wrong. Um, <laughs> but the Sunday company is the, the sketch house sketch team. How how is the ground Groundlings community like? How big is it? Because I know UCB is huge. I don't really know much um, about Groundlings. I think it's it's got to be pretty big. Uh, they don't have like a hangout space like the Inner Sanctum, so it's hard to quantify it because you can't go somewhere and like see everybody uh, all the time. Um, but for the amount of classes they offer. I would say it's pretty big. Probably not as big as UCB because UCB has two theaters and one a theater has, you know, 50 classrooms attached to it. So, but it's big. It's cool and it's great. Both both are great. Both of the communities are super happy and supportive. From my experience, they've been very happy and friendly and supportive. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, was there one that you liked better, one school of thought? Or... Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh, I mean. Yeah, the improv gods are listening. No, I liked them both. Uh... I've stayed with Groundlings and not gone back to UCB because I fell in love with the way that they approach character work. So that's cool. I think my style is just a little more high energy and weird, and Groundlings is a little more. Um, uh, Groundlings is a little more designed for the, you know, weird. High that's energy. so cool. Yeah. What can you talk a little bit about what their like philosophy is, or are you not allowed to say? Uh, no, yeah, no, I, I just don't know if I could put it. I'm not an expert, so I can I can only say from my experience taking yeah. classes there. Um, the f- philosophy for Groundlings is to be is to draw um, draw your character's performance from a place of reality to you know stay grounded uh and allow the comedy to come naturally through being the character and and having an investment in the relationship with your scene partner so that's the that's one of of the biggest things is you know don't be a solo silly wacky character trying to get laughs be invested in the scene with your partner try to make your partner look good and it'll all work from there that's cool. So, 
So it's less about game and more about relationship and yeah it's, it's less about game although game does show its head they don't use the word game in their they just don't talk teachings. about it but game is just but the essence of the character is game Game is natural yeah you know if, if you're playing a farmer or you know if you're playing the character of some doctor that is super super spiritual in a groundling scene and uh, you know instead of doing surgery he's just gonna like touch you with crystals then you see what the game is. Okay, if, if that happens, then like inappropriate holistic healing or something. Yeah, the, you know. Then he's also going to say, okay, well, to cure your measles, we're going to wait until Mercury's in retrograde, and then boom, that's the game again. Yeah. The doctor. So, but they don't call it game. They just say, do what this character would do in the scene. And yeah. It evolves from there. I really like that. Yeah. I love that. So, in uh, Groundlings, is it every scene? you're like a different character. I mean, there must just be tons of exercises, I guess, but yeah. is there a main type of like groundlings ex exercise that you guys will do? Like, is everyone just a character all the time? Like how, is it just regular improv? How does it work? Uh, well, I guess I'm asking a lot of things. Dude, yeah. you got to take a class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because these are all great questions, but I just feel bad answering them because I know, I'm, I'm just not like a go teacher. To the class. And, yeah, yeah, and and I I feel like I'm doing a, a, a disservice to the people who work there trying to answer and, and not really getting it right the way that they would explain. But I can try just based on my own experience. Because um, you know I'm still a student there, so I'm no expert. So you're still doing writing labs? Yeah, I'm on the wait list right now for the next level of writing lab. Uh, so what are you on level two? writing lab yeah it's it's writing lab and then if you pass that it's advanced writing lab and that's the last thing you take yeah and then from there it's sunday company if you get invited you get invited yeah. to audition to or just be on it be on it yeah you just get invited to be on it yeah from advanced lab you don't have to I audition think. no well in in advanced lab you put on two shows and i think those are your quote-unquote auditions Whoa. Yeah. So what happens then? Like if you get invited uh, or not, do you know how it works? I don't know. Because then you would have to, I guess, <laughs> take 101 again. No, you wouldn't. It's like a video game. I mean, at some point, over. you know, you're, 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 kind of, you're done with it, you know? That's so weird. It's like a, a track. Like, yeah. Like, because UCB, you could keep kind of taking classes or whatever, I feel well, like. Well, UCB's a track, too. Once you get to 401, if you don't get past to advance... You know, what do you do? We can take 401 again. Right. But then if you don't get past to advance, what do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you can keep taking 401. Yeah, but who wants to do that? That's awful. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Who's going to take 401 more than like five times? That's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, that that would be bad. You know, two or three times. But I think it's like um you you take 401, and then you like audition for this academy or something now. They changed it, apparently. Mm -hmm. It's like this academy. Yeah. And if you pass that audition, then you can audition for the main stage. Yeah. I think you just keep auditioning for the academy. Yeah. I think I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. So that's awesome. So you yeah the best the best way to figure it out is to dive into it. I, I feel like you know. I have to do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do that after this class. Yeah. Probably do it in January, I guess. Mm -hmm. When I'm done with all the classes, because then there's the holidays and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're yeah you're doing stand up improv sketches. Yeah. It's Are you fun. on the improv team? It's really fun. I'm I'm not on a team no. Uh, do you want to be? No, I don't think I would be able to commit to the practice times and everything like that because mm -hmm. because my schedule's changing a lot. Um, so why do you do improv? 
Uh, well, I don't, I don't really do improv. Oh, you don't? No. I'm, Just as part of the classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not really as like outside of. No, I don't. I don't. I used to go to like improv jams at UCB, and and I I've, I've been on improv teams. Okay. In past years, but the last one I was on was maybe two years ago. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I don't really. Do, uh, so just a means to do. I have sketch. improv as a background. And, yeah, you know, got um, it. But, but I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And improv was the first thing I did when I moved to LA. So it'll always have a very special place in my heart. Oh, so yeah. you started doing improv and then switched to stand up. I started stand up about a month after I started improv. So oh, okay. Kind of like same same time. Yeah. 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 Wait. So when did you come to LA? I moved to LA 2012. After school. After UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Santa Barbara. Santa sick. Barbara was fun. Yeah, dude. Very fun. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. My uh, girlfriend's sister went there and graduated in 2013. Oh, that's the year after me. Yeah. Do you know anyone whose last name is Mossberg? No. Okay, you didn't know her. <laughs> but it was fun. Santa Barbara was cool. Did a lot of like little comedy videos there and silly sketches, stuff like that. That's awesome. It was fun. Cool. So yeah. how do you um, strike the balance? Because I see you on your YouTube channel. You're trying to post frequently. Are you still trying to? Yeah, so uh, last year I had I, I did this animation with a very talented – uh, animator illustrator in LA Carly Melder who's amazing and she helped me animate um, a stand-up joke the audio that I recorded at a show and it, it went viral overnight it got like a million hits overnight which was really cool but the the coolest part of it was it got me a ton of subscribers is this the Spirit on Airlines one yeah yeah it's called why you shouldn't fly on Spirit Airlines and um, it got me a ton of subscribers in the weeks that followed. I got like 10,000 or something like that. And I was like, wow, this is the biggest audience I have. It's bigger than my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook combined. So in January of 2018, I decided to start putting out one new video every Tuesday. And I did that through January, February, March, April, and May of this year of 2018. And then in June, I went to Europe for the month. So I didn't do it for June. And I just got back, and I'm slowly starting to get back into it. But I'm, I, I, I'm trying to be selective because I don't want to put out quantity over quality, even though that seems to be what's winning these days. Is, is That's what's getting quantity. views. It's such a bummer. Yeah, and I don't really. I'm not gonna put anything out that I wouldn't that I don't think is funny. So if I make something one week and I look at it on a Monday night, and the deadline is Tuesday, and I don't think it's funny. And I don't want the top people in the world to see it. I'm not going to put it out. Just, just not going to do it. Because what's really going to happen? I'm going to lose 30,000 subscribers on YouTube from missing a week? No. Um, so I, I try to stay true to what I like, to, to, to my own, you know, um, confidence in, in the work. So do you give, do you apply any certain like uh, do you get stressed when that kind of thing happens or do you just like ah eh, it's fine like uh, when you can't post something and like when like I you don't, committed if I to don't it have something yeah like in my head I'm like if I say I'm gonna commit I have to or I'm gonna go crazy like for the podcast mm -hmm. 
like I've been pretty bad with it recently, but like today I, I like I have to edit this other podcast and post it, and it's yeah. so stressful and it's over my head, but I have to. Yeah. It's like, well, it's good because that teaches you to stay to stick to a deadline, which is what I did for five months. The the one one video a week deadline on Tuesdays. I did that for five months. How was that? It was it was good. It was tough. You know, there were nights where I stayed up editing until five in the morning because I just shot a video the day before because of time. I did. I couldn't do it until the night before, and it has to go up. Why does it have to go up? I'm not getting paid. I'm not going to get fired, but just on a personal level of like commitment and 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 holding myself to that standard, I had to do it. Um, so now I'm starting to get back into that, but it's a little less frequent, just because I I, I feel like I kind of proved to myself that I could do it. Um, I knew I wasn't going to do it for June, so I wanted to give myself that five months to try it. So, so I did. Did uh, that interfere with your other stand-up and other no. things in life? No. If anything, it helped because just I was more creative. Really? How much yeah. time did those videos take typically? Uh, it depends on a video, on the video and the concept. You know, I'll, I'll have an idea for a video that needs to be produced for a month before I can shoot it, whereas another video could be shot same day. And you didn't so. have a or other job besides comedy right now at the time um, like in uh january through may january through may i was on the road a lot so i didn't and i haven't had like a nine to five or, or a day job in a while so you're just doing it full time then too. yeah 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 that's cool i'm um, uh once in a while if i'm saving up for a project or i'm saving up to travel i'll do a freelance production job on like a commercial or music video because i have a lot of um friends and, and contacts that employed me out of college as a PA. So I can still hit them up sometimes and be like, Hey, I have a week free. Yeah. If you need a set of hands, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, set some money aside for something. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, you said like you'd save up money for projects. Like what kind of projects do you like to like save towards like comedy projects? Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah definitely. The, the bigger, if, if I have an idea for something that I know could be really funny, like a, like a big music video of, silly music video then i'll save up and i'll try to make it as best as it can be you know make it look as good as possible put everything put every dollar in front of the camera um so that's the type of stuff that i'll save up for but if it's just like a silly thing like a space force video that i did the other day yeah was just really silly so i bought a bunch of props that cost maybe a 100 bucks uh and then i bought my buddy lunch and that's what it cost to make the video so that didn't require much but then i've done music videos that cost you know like more than that so i'll save up for that type of stuff or the animations how much money i mean i guess you don't have to say but what's the, like a ballpark for like an animation ballpark like for an animation for an animation when i was looking for an animator before i found carly um i was looking at people's reels and they were submitting stuff to me because i posted on a job website and i posted on craigslist and i posted on facebook and it was kind of like the less experienced ones that weren't as good were cheaper. And the more experienced ones were more pricey, which obviously makes sense. And it's probably true in a lot of different fields. But the really good ones, in my, from what I learned, are between $600 to $1,000 per minute of animation. Yeah. Less for somebody who maybe needs the work or wants to work or whatever. And then, you know, it depends on the project and the person and, you know, your relationship to them and 
if you can talk them down, if, if they're down to be talked down or if they have a hard set price because they got to feed a family and pay bills, you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's different, but yeah, it depends. Yeah. They can run really expensive. I remember it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Animate. Yeah. You have to, I mean, animate every hours, fr- you have to draw hours. every frame. Yeah. You got to draw, you're hunched over. It's fair. It's very physical. It's like 30 frames a second, at least usually. And then, yeah. And, and if the it's a minute, 60 frames, it's 1800 it. yeah. drawings. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it was worth it when I did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool. For me, I actually got really inspired by yours. And then I, I got someone to do an animation for a sketch. Oh, cool. This like, uh, fresh press of dc music video yeah and it was really funny but and it was like a thousand bucks and i was so excited about it mm-hmm. but then it just like kind of didn't go anywhere and then even though it's like a really cool result and i think it's like an awesome thing to have in my reel part of me is like but no one saw it so yeah. like that's why like i don't know how to like wrap my mind around like really investing in something really cool to make even if i think it's the coolest thing ever like, there's part of me that gets, like, really sad because it's, like, if no one sees it, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought when I did the Spirit Airlines thing. I was like, all right, well, just like everything else, I absolutely love this, and it's awesome, but it's probably only going to get a couple hundred views. But I don't care because I love it, and I think it's funny as hell. And those couple hundred people that see it, they're going to love it too. And then what do you know? It blew up. Um, so I think you really, if you're, if you're going to make something, you got to make it because you love it. Don't make it for the views because people who make stuff just for the views are not going to be around in a couple years, you know, uh, but people who make stuff because they truly believe in it and they, they really think that it's great. They're going to make something good. That's true. You know, and you never know. It can't it's, be about the views because uh, yeah, it's not about, be the, about art the love, anymore. man. You know what I mean? Just be about, be about making it for the love of it. Uh, and if it sucks, it sucks. You get better. You make another one. Just crazy. Cause even something like a short film, like, you might put in like $10,000. Some people might put in $10,000 into a film. Yeah. And I just like can't wrap my mind around no one ever seeing it. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. How do you like, I don't know. Well, for a short film. It, I guess you submit that you to submit like festivals and festivals, stuff. You might pitch it as a feature, you know, get signed as a director. It can go places whatever. probably. Yeah. 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 I guess if it's truly great. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people no, that have recognized made for it short films and then used that to get signed as a as a director to really an agency. Yeah, and then they start getting directing work. Like yeah, I guess to me it just seems so intangible. It's like you put you make you spend a lot of money or whatever and put something out there, but then what happens to it? Because I guess I don't really know. I haven't believe, really seen. Bro. You, you just have gotta to just believe, believe, man. Yeah, yeah. You get something. A lot of times you don't see the path. You just gotta believe. You know. Just be excited for the thing that you're making. Don't think about what it's going to turn into or what it could lead to. That's why I have no problem making low stakes things like a short video here and there. Yeah. But I'm always hesitant about like making something really like elaborate or crazy like that. Mm -hmm. But I guess you just have to believe. You just got to do it. Just do it it because you love it. That's cool. I've made plenty of bigger things that fizzled out and got no views. But I loved them and the views that they got were positive. So... So it's still making people's better. lives yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. So I know you have to go um, get your car before. Hopefully. I don't think you'll get a ticket. You're probably fine. 
But um, do you have any uh, any place that uh, people can find you? Oh yeah, yeah. In the uh, world, I actually have a lot of show dates coming up between now and November. Um, Brentpella.com has all the dates and shows listed. Uh, get me on Instagram. Yeah. At Brent Pella. Uh, and anyway, Facebook and the Twitter and all the things. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah. thanks for doing this, man. Dude, Appreciate thanks for it. having me, dude. You're, You're the great. Best. Thank you. Yeah, bro. Love you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into Working Comic Podcast. There's a new episode every week where I interview writers, directors, comedians, producers, any kind of creative thing you can think of, and also the business side of things. So, club owners, agents, managers, festival runners, all that stuff. So tune in every week and uh, also follow me on social media at the Austin NASA on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also catch me on YouTube with Chabros, C-H-A-A bros, one word. Uh, we have some funny videos up, so check it out. Thanks guys.